Hey, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Tara. And you're listening to Growing with Letty and Lucy. Oh, I'm so obsessed with this thing. It's ridiculous. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm sleepless. And yeah. my we voice have... might be a little grovelier than normal because I was up all night. Yeah, we are. We have, sorry, we have somewhat survived an election. Halfway. Halfway there. We're recording this. We don't usually record this late, but we are recording this the day before. Yeah. Go up. So we couldn't do it. We normally do it on Tuesdays and then I edit on Wednesdays and we release it on Thursday or Wednesday night. And this week, <laughs> we were not in the mental ah. space to be recording on election day. No, so. I was too busy eating everything in my house. Yes, now you get us the drain. So, yeah, so now um, we're tired. Now we're tired, and we have today we're going to talk about a whole assortment of things, some like yeah. housekeeping of some things that we've wanted to talk about. And we're going to start with I have a confession. <gasps> And I am, this is new to Stephanie. I feel like I'm Dak Shepard coming to you with the fact that I relapsed. (laughs) (laughs) For any of you podcasters out there. (laughs) I am not a great farm stand owner. What'd you do? No, this is just something that uh, I am confessing because I have never been a great farmstand owner and I will say it's it speaks volumes to the to the actual product because I've still had moderately well actually great success with it uh-huh. but um I do not stick with a schedule I sometimes go a week and a half if not more before I mm-hmm. feed my stand <laughs> isn't that I the do, point I do not trim my roots as much as I should, or sometimes tell myself that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, My basin has gotten to almost empty several times. (laughs) (laughs) And I have several insect repellents that I have never used. And I just bought a new one today. So So I did buy the BT Monterey today. I have the Captain Jacks, which has never been used. I think I've used my neem oil twice. (laughs) I love it. So I guess all that to say that, like, I I, I do think it speaks to the product, but it also speaks to some things are going to work for you and some things aren't going to work for you. And I think that that Mm -hmm. I was started thinking about it because I started feeling really guilty about there's been a couple of people. I know we've talked about the community group being so positive and everyone being very affirming, but I think you've probably noticed over the last couple of weeks that have popped up some discouraged uh, farm stand owners. And it started to make me feel a little bit guilty because I've seen these same people over and over again. And it does seem like they try really hard and are probably Mm -hmm. doing things the way that they're supposed to be doing them. And here I am eating off of my farm stand every single day. And (laughs) I am a slacker. 
And I do. So that's why um, I didn't get that upset. I, I got upset about my zucchini because I did feel like I did what I was supposed to do, but uh-huh. I didn't get that upset about my tomatoes and my zucchini because if, if I'm being honest, I didn't give them everything that they needed <laughs> at the moment they needed it. So all that to say, I started feeling guilty because people are like listing their farm stands for sale. And we're not talking oh. about a lot of people. You're talking about a couple of people in Arizona or, or yeah. someone that's like uh, the guy that's on, in um, apartment building. He has it on his balcony. He's had wind. He's had <sighs> breakage. So yeah. And I just feel so guilty. But that is to say this is really can be a very easy gardening experience, mm-hmm. but it's not without some effort and it's not without, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. So it's not going yeah. to work for everyone. You're going to have a harder time in Arizona in the middle of the summer than I am in San Diego in the middle Absolutely. of the winter, probably. Absolutely. So th- but that's, also, that's actually a really good point too, because if you were planting a dirt garden, you would also have a potential for hit or miss. Like my girlfriend, Dorian is in Culver city. So she's closer to the water, but she's in a condo and it's not a large condo. It doesn't have a backyard. It's a second story condo. She has grown potatoes. She's grown peppers. She's grown tomatoes. She's grown a ton of shit on her patio. And the patio is not huge. It's small. And I have tried to grow all of those same things in my decent sized backyard yeah. nothing yeah like absolutely right. nothing so I think that's actually a really a really interesting kind of perspective to share because because sometimes it's just it's gonna work or it's not gonna work and everybody's different right. you know but if the product yeah and I think you, know. you do have to think about those variables of you know what are the things that you would struggle with in a garden so what are those things that you would when you're looking at buying one you do want to think what are those things that you're going to struggle with in a regular mm-hmm. dirt garden? Whether you've had one or not, you can pretty easily surmise what those things are going to be. Whether mm-hmm. wind, sunlight, space, and what of those things are mitigated by getting a farm stand because they're not all going to be mitigated. Yeah, And totally. so you have to be prepared that those are still going to be an issue. And the farm stand might make it easier, but... Um, for the most part, I have not struggled to grow in a dirt garden. Mm-hmm. My only struggle with a dirt garden is the same thing that I seem to struggle with with a farm stand, which is commitment. <laughs> and if you don't water your dirt garden, it's not going to grow. Whereas if right. you don't water your farm stand, it waters itself <laughs> for the so most true. part. So those things... I can get around, but, uh, yeah, you can't get it. If you're in Phoenix and it's 120 degrees in the summer, it's still going to be 120 degrees. Totally. You're going to have to figure out what you can do. I do think it's easier to get around the heat in Phoenix with a farm stand. So you can get an umbrella, water bottles, water bottles in the, yeah. So you can bring it in on the super hot days. If you have, a you know, Arizona room, a Florida room, whatever they call them yeah. in the state that you're in. So, um, but I do think it's important to be realistic. And I do, I did see some conversation by someone 
um, on the board about, actually, this was someone who posted, but they hadn't bought one of that. We had all convinced them that. Oh, I saw that. Were, yeah. It got it kind like, of contentious. So it was, yeah. <laughs> it was first, the first like time I've seen some contention um, in the group. Not the first time I've seen someone frustrated, but some where people kind of came at the person and yeah. it was a little weird. Like, They're why like, do you need bye to bye come Felicia. on here? Yeah. yeah but totally. I did appreciate her post because what she's saying is what I'm saying is be realistic. She took right. all the data in that she learned from the group and realized it probably wasn't for her. So yep. I do think it's good that they, that people are sharing their challenges because I do wish that it was a little bit easier to determine, to determine, um, like I wish everyone would post growing in Florida. Growing Absolutely. In, I, know, I feel like that's such a big thing. Cause you just don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you some of these people, I'm like, where do you live that you can grow like that? You know, like the right. 12 foot cabbage. <laughs> right. Right. When, you know, but um, yeah, cause sometimes it's just, it's people are harvesting gorgeous things and like everything on my stand is seared and looks pan fried, yeah. but it's just California heat. Um, yeah. you know, so I think that's really, I do want everybody that. start posting where you're from. So we know where to move. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now it's interesting. Cause you get to see everyone is bringing theirs in for Inside. the winter. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good topic though. Cause bringing it in for the winter, I don't plan on doing that. I'm in Southern California, but sometimes yeah. it gets down. I saw somebody post, uh, I don't remember who it was, but yesterday maybe. And she was like, um, it's going to be down in the sixties. When do I need to bring it in? And I was like, sixties, like it gets down to like the thirties here at night, but I'm not bringing it in and I don't have a greenhouse. And to yeah. be honest with you, ever since that reset, Letty is luscious. Every yeah. single one of my seedlings is thriving for the first time this entire time. Every single one of them is beautiful and they're like healthy and the bugs haven't oof knock on wood the bugs haven't destroyed anything yet or like attacked and I'm they're still small my mint I'm so happy I finally am gonna have a huge mint again because it's doing well my parsley is doing great like everything is blooming gorgeously but yeah. it's getting down to like I mean I think it's only been down to the 50s so yeah. far, but it will get. And I think right. someone commented on there that, like, listen, the sixties is fine. Yeah. You know, there's people growing outside in the sixties mm -hmm. all winter, and because they were talking about, like, do I need to add an aquarium heater right. to the water and stuff? And I think that our stands are completely built, and I think the the vegetables we'll be growing the through the winter are meant to be. Uh, grown in our specific right. Southern California climate. Now, obviously that's not the case everywhere. Right. Um, I don't think it, at least I don't in where I am, we don't get like a freeze. Right. Like, we're not going to go below. We're not going to go into like low thirties or below. Right. We get in, you know, we do get up into the upper thirties a sure. couple of times, but not yeah. enough. And for a, not a sustained amount of time. So mm -hmm. I would, I still would like to grow inside. I was just going to say, although I could tell my husband who doesn't listen to this show, I could tell him that they can't survive the cold. Yeah. Let me I would buy like, the grow lights and put it in in the winter. 
I know there's like whatever, what's that arrow garden or whatever. I know yeah. this version of this, but I just want a tight, I want a, like a miniature version yeah. of Lucille and yeah, or even just like some salad greens with little glow rings like that I could put mm. in the corner of my, on my counter, I think would be like really yeah. cute. Like a kitchen garden. Jacob. Jake, are you are you listening, Jakey Jake? <laughs> the other thing <laughs> that I would like, and so we are not a sponsored podcast, obviously. So if anyone wants to like give me a heads up, if you know where this is, so my new obsession with this like mindful eating thing, I'm trying mm-hmm. to like keep my taste buds guessing and like trying Ooh. not new things, but things that you know you get in these ruts. I always yeah. buy this for my salads, and obviously I have my farm stand but um I wanted to add a little bit of greens especially in the morning like if I'm having um like a toast with eggs like I want to mm-hmm. be eating greens with that so I bought from Whole Foods a bunch of micro greens so like a cilantro <gasps> oh, and like was that what you sent me last night yeah and that so that good. is like so and I'm like I want micro greens but then I'm like oh that's basically our seedling is like a single <laughs> microgreen. <laughs> so I'm like, does anyone know if there's a similar indoor grower that I could grow microgreens like quickly? I like, think I there to- is. And actually it's that arrow garden thing. I think that's what it is. There's that or just get chia seeds, put yeah. them in between a paper towel, spray them, like put them in between paper towels, spray them with water. And it takes like four days or something for them to grow. Or I've even seen like sprouts you can do in like yeah. a mason jar. Yeah. My girlfriend, one of my girlfriends, um, she just went mostly vegan. So kind mm-hmm. of similar to what you and I are doing in like the mostly vegetarian kind of thing, even though I'm totally failing. <laughs> this really is how much meat I eat when I'm trying not to eat it. Like everything. It's so, it's so funny because I had this conversation with my girlfriend today about it. And I, I, so here's one very rare circumstance where you and I differ on that because I am. Wait, 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 wait. We have a non-similarity. I know. What was it yesterday that we had both bought the same thing that I thought was so funny? I can't remember. What was that? I don't know. It's something every single day. Yeah. Um, But this is different because I. Um, we went to breakfast. I went to breakfast with my girlfriend this morning and I ordered this, uh, chili poblano omelet, <laughs> but it had, it was supposed to have shrimp in it. First of all, I don't dig on shrimp and cheese. So there was no, yeah. no world in which I was going to have that. <laughs> so I asked them to take the shrimp out, but I was thinking about, so just a crash course for everyone listening was just like, so not about the farm stand, but whatever, um, <laughs> is we can have meat up to three times a week and see food up to two times a week right so my thinking is it's always easier for me if I can eat meat on the weekends in case we order in or we go Mm -hmm. out or we are around you know some of our pod friends um so I've been saving it up so I see how far I can go I start on Monday and on Sunday that's just the reset I used on Mm -hmm. my meat consumption and so I've been like saving it up, but in the process of saving it up, I like realize, like I try to get as far into the week without eating seafood or meat. Mm-hmm. And what I realize is I really don't need it. Hmm. 
like I was raised largely vegetarian. So I guess Mm -hmm. I do can eat that way, but like, yeah, it hasn't been an issue for me. I fulfilled those things, but it was like at the end of the week, I was like, Oh, I could have in the beginning. I was like, I'm not having any tuna salad for lunch because that is a waste of seafood for me. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather have it at dinner time. Mm -hmm. And over the weekend I was like, Oh, I haven't eaten all my seafood. So I guess I'll have some tuna salad. Like, yeah, that's really weird. I mean, like, it's kind of cool. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I just, I realized, I think I, I'm sorry. My dogs are now barking and my kids are screaming. So we're cool. (laughs) But I've realized that like, I don't know if it's from the number of times I did keto and like Mm -hmm. whole 30 where you're just like consuming all the meats and stuff like that. But, um, or if it's just, I mean, growing up, my mom was also, she was not vegetarian by any means, but she was very organic and very pure in ingredients and stuff. So we were the family who had like brown rice, sometimes white rice, but like a whole grain rice. We had a vegetable steamed. Um, why? You now hear I hear that? it. She's panicking now. She's old. She can't hear herself. So she just screams at the top of her lungs and makes me insane are you sure there's not um, a coyote in there attacking her I, we call those coyote murder parties we hear them a lot during the night um oh, man. anyway so she uh so my mom always had a protein like you know chicken or steak or something hamburger patties like it didn't have to be expensive cuts or anything like that sure, you know? sure. but like it was always organic and like the purest stuff she could find so a protein a grain a vegetable and a salad every single night so she taught us to cook that way and so I always feel like something is missing if I don't have don't have me yeah but this week oof this week has been I mean I have to do like a full reset after the election on our mindful eating because I have failed so hard (laughs) last week but I I needed all the comfort things so I did that and um do what you gotta do to get by I made a baked CD on Saturday on Halloween because I needed to have something for okay. after our distancey trick-or-treating thing that we did where the kids could have like something to counterbalance the sugar and I didn't have time to eat first so I ended up eating like half a pan of baked CD it was so good um and then Sunday, we had one of my friends over for dinner. So I made cachoe pepe and I made, um, I made that with a roast and broccolini with garlic. So it's like a really nice, hearty, yummy meal. Um, <laughs> like I just feel like I, and then yesterday I just grazed on absolutely everything I could find. And literally, I mean, like I got a vegetarian pizza. My husband and I split like this Mediterranean pizza and that's great because I needed pizza yesterday, but then my kids had pepperoni and they kept handing it to me because it was too much. So it was just like, just so anyway, I've totally, we're not at all talking about the stance anymore, but (laughs) like, oh my gosh, I need to purge (laughs) this habit because it's better for the environment, the less meat that we eat and the more vegetables we eat partially because of the number of, you know, animals and stuff like that, that, that we go through, but also because of what we're passing on into the environment through elimination things. So one thing it made me notice is that, you know, they say don't eat meat twice a week or whatever, like mm -hmm. they, they as in different people talking about it. Sure. And I realized 
I eat largely like I eat meat or seafood on average twice a day. Yeah, me too. Right. So like I would, I would make, I either have like pre-cooked chicken, I would throw in a salad or with rice and same with like seafood for lunch. And then, cause I am at home. So I cook my lunch most days and then to always have it for dinner. I'm not a big pasta eater. So like I I could eat pasta without meat, but I don't typically like, that's not my go-to is to have a pasta. I would rather have a vegetable or grain and a meat. So yeah, I definitely not eating it has shown me how much I did rely on it. It's mm-hmm. almost, and I did, I, I told myself I needed it. Um, and what I'm realizing now is I don't, I often feel better, like clearer hmm. without it. And I realized I, I it might've just been a, a crutch, right? Like mm-hmm. that's an easy way to fill out a plate. Absolutely. But it's also... Yeah. Like, I think we're conditioned to think that protein needs to come from meat. And, you know, I forget about different types of beans and I forget about grains. Yes. It makes me think about it a little harder. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, what do I have last night when I did the squash toast? Like, what do I have on this plate that is like protein? And I had the ricotta. Right. And yeah. So. Yeah. No, that, that's amazing. I mean, I, um. I had, did I send you, I think I sent you a picture on Monday. I had kachari over brown rice with um, sauteed cauliflower and I was so full and I felt totally great. And I was like, Monday, I was rocking it. I was like, this has been a shitty food weekend. Like I'm back on day one. Like I'm starting all over, drink my, you know, three gallons of tea or whatever, all my lemon waters. And then Tuesday was the election. (laughs) And it all went to hell. So, um, so just some like cleanup mishmash type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the bottom line, (laughs) (laughs) silly rolls. (laughs) Um, I think the bottom line here is that farm stands are not for everybody, right? No, but they can be if you, I mean, they can be. You just have to do some work. You can't just ignore it. And like expect that you're going to have the highest functioning garden in the world if you do nothing. And you have to set your expectations. Yeah. And you have to understand your limitations. Yeah. And where where are those? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Sorry, I was interrupting you. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. (laughs) Did I already say that Letty's doing great now? I already did, right? Yes. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. I'm tired. (laughs) Uh, So I think one... Ooh. Sorry, I'm getting all these like election updates. Which no, it's is just fine. Like, uh... I just, I haven't even looked and I'm just absolutely obsessed myself. So my poor kids are like raising themselves this week <laughs> because I'm, I'm just paying attention to the news. Um, Another list, Braden was all excited because they got to watch the election. Oh, one of their teachers um, tore her ACL. So she is oh. home until she can get an MRI. So she zoomed in with them and then said, you guys can watch the election for the rest of class. And oh my he was gosh. like so excited. So um Remy woke me up at six this morning and he said, Mom, now keep in mind, my older son Remington is seven and a half years old. Comes up to me at six o'clock this morning. I didn't go to bed till like one at least. And then I was up every like 20 minutes checking my phone to see what's going on. I got problems. Um, he comes up and he goes, Mom, mom. 
what's the electoral college at? Where's the electoral college oh, at? Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> he was like, can we turn on CNN? I was like, you need to go to sleep. Like, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so where was I going with that? We oh, so I think we just had like a few things that like it's like we had a little running list of things that we had talked about. Yeah. Um, or how that we had planned to talk about and never did, maybe in another episode. One was clogging your holes so (laughs) i am typically pulling things off my stand as i am replacing them so that wasn't for a long time an issue and um but i know it can be so i know if you don't cover your holes you can get algae in your is that what it is? Is that, is that what people are afraid of? Yeah. Is algae mm-hmm. growth? And is mm-hmm. it because, is it because the hole like lets light into the yes. basement? Yes. Sorry. That was my child. Okay. Um, so the yes. light, so sunlight gets into the basin and it encourages yes. growth inside the water and that's how we get algae. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. I've never plugged my holes with anything. I just, when I harvest something out, I just leave the old root pod and okay. circle with there. The grow, with the grow medium. With the grow medium. Yeah. I just yeah. leave it there. Yeah. So that is definitely an option if you don't want to do that. And I don't think there's any sort of uh, reason not to do it. that yeah. other than when I have harvested lettuce and i am not going to use it right away i take that right inside so that might be I do that one too. issue so i have been um ha- coming upon that situation more often because i have mm-hmm. more of a like salad garden now so mm-hmm. i am harvesting lettuces more frequently full heads of lettuce mm-hmm. although i am starting to transition to more cut greens things that I can cut, like, you know, arugulas Mm -hmm. and all of those kinds. Um, I find that easier for me. (laughs) Big yawn. Uh, I find that the greens are easier for me because I'm not always in need of making a big salad for a lot of people. And I just need a couple things for myself. Um, Oh, so, but in preparation, because I like definitely like gadgety things and I love to go on Amazon. Uh-huh. Um, I had already purchased, actually, I think I bought these because I saw them at Smart and Final. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they are the ideal thing that you can easily get your hands on. I know some people have these like little foam ca- caps. They look like little mm-hmm. corks yeah, that fit in there, those. but I wouldn't even know about like going about like what size or what size it needs to be yeah so what does work perfectly little red cups back calls back (laughs) to my white trash is little mini cake cups so i actually it's funny i have actually had these in my house before and thrown them away because i'm like what the hell am i going to do with these i had my college age nephew house sat for us one time when we came Uh home and they were there so i was like oh Uh someone had a party um, but I did find them at Smart and Final, and they work yeah. perfect. And you can re- you only have to buy them once because yeah, they're like the right size and everything. They just yeah. pop in. I've they seen pop in and pop those. out. I actually bought some of those at Target. Um, I think I remember if it was delivery or drive up, but it was not like me shopping inside Target. And um, 
And then they didn't come. And so I went back to Target and I, like, they weren't a part of my order. I mean, they I paid for them, but then I never got them. And then <laughs> went back to Target. I bought them again and the checker left them at the store, like did not put them in the bag. And mm-hmm. so I've tried to buy them twice and I haven't. I've never, I've paid for them twice. I've just never gotten them at all. So, so weird. I, yeah, it's very strange. So I feel like there's just some like bad energy around that. Sorry, my entire family is screaming. This episode is just going to be a train wreck. <laughs> Desi, please lower your voice. I'm almost done, honey. I think the episode should be called It's Election Week. <laughs> Cut yeah, us some screwed. slack. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. And next week I have surgery. So we have to record early next week so that I can get it done. But then my kids are supposed to go back to school next week. Did I tell you that? Oh, no. Yeah. So we, then are you so, going to have to get a real job and we can't no, do this anymore? They're not going, no, they're not going back to like full-time school. They're going okay. to, uh, so my kids go to LVUSD, which is in Calabasas, that kind of area. <clears throat> and um, they're, they're doing two and a half hours back on campus five days a week. So I'm hoping that they get into the afternoon session so it'd be from like 12, 10 to 2.40 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that way I have like lunchtime time to do whatever I need to. So we'll be able to record and I'll be able to edit during those times. But they go back next week and I'm having surgery next week. So my in-laws are coming in town. So we're not letting them go back next week because, <laughs> no, because we're not letting them go back because we don't want my in-laws to be vulnerable to any extra new germs that they could bring home while I'm recovering for surgery. So they're going to go back in two Mondays uh, for minimum week. And then they have the entire week off and then they go back after Thanksgiving. So I basically have like a month of weird. That's not important. Um, Are you so tired? Your eyes are tired. So tired. My, my eyes are tired. I'm wearing glasses. Have you ever seen me wear glasses before? No, I was thinking about that earlier. You actually look because- a lot like my sister in glasses. It's oh, I uh, was not an adult last night. I felt my contacts bothering my eyes and I thought I'm too lazy to get up and take my contacts out. And I don't know if I have replacement contacts, so I didn't want to risk it. <laughs> and I woke up this morning and couldn't look at sunlight. Oh no. Wanted to pull my eyeball out. So like I was like the psychopath today going shopping with my girlfriend and I wore, I have prescription sunglasses and I was like wearing my prescription sunglasses in all the stores. I look like that crazy person, (laughs) but like I couldn't look at like a fluorescent light bulb or I wanted Mm -hmm. to like bang my head on the wall. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think I need glasses. I think my eyes are catching up to me. I have glasses. I'm just farsighted. So it's like a pain in the ass to wear them all the time. I have to be like the little old lady who wears them on a necklace. I have both now. I am severely nearsighted, have been my whole life. And now I am like wearing readers as well. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. So, okay. So plugging your holes. Plugging your holes. Plug plug those holes. Yeah. There is a reason for it. There's Um, another thing we were talking about with um, your email. Yeah. Oh, vining. We were going to talk about vining plants and managing overgrowth or, you know, um, using trellises. 
you know, I don't have any stuff. trellises. I like either. I have a, uh, I have these weird green things, but I, I don't think they really do anything other than take maybe a little bit of stress off the stock. Mm-hmm. But I do have a wood patio chair that I've draped like my cucumbers and my string beans and my watermelon over at various times. Mm-hmm. My, I have two wish lists of things that I would like to try, but I don't, I feel like we're out of that season. Mm-hmm. Don't you think like we do, there aren't a lot of things growing right now that I'm not really sure. pumpkin. There are yeah, people not growing pumpkin. pumpkin. I'm trying to look up the lettuce grow page right now, but um, I think most things are greens and lettuces and cabbages. Yeah. And yeah. So I have cabbage and I have cauliflower. I don't know that those vine though. Those just kind of grow pretty sedentary. No. Um, and then I have, oh, you know what I have? My baby seedlings that I made myself. Oh yeah, what um, are those? Okay, so apparently I don't know how to propagate anything. I'm like, I told you I have a black thumb. <laughs> I'm dumb <laughs> when it comes to gardening. <laughs> um, but I, I watched some YouTube videos. I cut the basil at the right place. And like, my goal is to let Letty live on in her first beautiful basil plant. Right. Cause my basil was gorgeous. It was huge. It lasted forever. Um, and I only took it out because I started getting, um, miners right when I was going to reset. So I took the whole thing down, uh, but I cut off some that were fine and I put them in the root riots and the root riots are damp, you know, not the M word, but they're damp. Um, and I've been waiting for the roots to grow and be, be visible, which is when you know that they're ready to be planted. And they weren't like nothing was happening, but like the little cilantro seedlings that I planted are like four inches high in one week. Mm. They're like this tall. So apparently you can grow cilantro from seeds real easily. Um, and then um, I can't remember the, the other thing, now. maybe like. But basil, so I was like, hmm, it's not doing anything. So I just kind of tugged it a little bit to see if there was any connection from the root to the root riot and just hadn't come out to the sides yet. And nothing, like there was no tension. So I took it out. <laughs> the bottom of the is of the stock is brown. Yeah. So I cut it again today and put it back in. And I'm like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of. Yeah, I've, I've propagate my indoor plants and it usually comes down to a node, but I don't know with like a herb. I've never had to, I never tried that. So it I will be interesting to hear. It, but I, it's not working for me. <laughs> it does not like me so far. So I haven't, I have, Letty has a basil right now, but it's a baby basil. And so I don't know how, you know, I mean, it seems to be doing fine, but it's not yeah. like, you know it's not growing huge yet. And I'm just so desperate for basil and cilantro all the time. Cause I use them every day. Um, yeah. my cilantro is doing. My cilantro is okay. finally doing something. I had a good one at the beginning of the summer and then everything else has failed. And then one that has like been struggling, but it's finally kicking out some good, but it's weird. The like stock is like curly cued. So it's kind mm-hmm. of awkward and like getting in the way of other things. So I don't know how long I'm going to have the patience to keep going, but, um, so so go ahead. No, okay. I, I we keep I keep interrupting you and I'm sorry. But there's another thing I think we could talk about really quickly too is the um the nutrients. Jack's nutrients that you get from lettuce grow and mm-hmm. how to use those properly. I've been seeing people say that you're supposed to dilute them and like shake them in warm water for 15 minutes and then put them in. 
I don't do any of that. Just I'm just letting everybody know right now. I got I've been getting the nutrients from Lettuce Grow. I finally went down Amazon Road and got the same nutrients in a much bigger size for less price per ounce. Um, but I got like the 25 pound bag or something like that. It's huge. Yeah, it's giant. Um, it is very heavy and I cannot lift it with my arm. <laughs> my very, very damaged arm does not like anything right now. But um, I just want people to, I want to go on the record and say that there's no requirement that you have to dissolve your nutrients before adding them into your basin. You don't have to do extra. You can okay. dump it directly in and stir your water. That's what I do. So I stir, I take a cup and actually I finally just put a cup. I have like a little, little plastic tote that I have <laughs> for my stuff. So I did finally just take one of our pool cups, plastic cups and put it in there. But I do fill the cup with water, do my egg, stir it. I mean, not warm water and not for 15 minutes. I stir yeah. it with the little paint stirrer that it came with. Yeah. Pour that in. I do turn my, now that my pump is not on, hundred percent of the time, like it was mm -hmm. over the summer. I do turn my pump to on while I'm maintenance, maintaining my, uh, stand. So I turn it to on, yeah, I that makes dissolve it, pour it in there so that my pump is pumping it through. Then do the B, I do the same uh -huh. thing. And then, it's so interesting. Uh, and the whole time I'm, I'm filling too. So filling yeah. my, my, my thing, my stand. And then once the, by this point, once I usually get the bee in my stand is full, I then water my, the pots that I have right around. Oh yeah. Um, and in that amount of time of the pump going and both of them having been in there for at least five minutes, then I come back and check the pH. my pH. My pH has been fairly like consistently uh -huh. a seven. So, and I, and again, back to my confession of yeah. I've already confessed this in an earlier episode, but I just usually just throw a small scoop of pH down in there and don't worry about it. Um, and I don't retest. Uh -huh. I'm still not retesting, but this time I put two scoops in because huh. I do think that it's probably high enough. And I yeah. have heard, it, I have heard, don't worry if it's too low. Like if it's extremely low, then yes, but it will like balance out within a day mm -hmm. um, just from the roots and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So I figure if I throw two scoops in, it's not like I'm not probably doing any harm. Yeah. And it. you would know pretty quickly because you'd go back outside and it would be yeah. like. And Bruh. someone mentioned on, I think yesterday on the, the, the group that they just said it as, as if it was a fact, which I don't know that it actually is, but. Um, apparently it's common enough that this person thinks it's a fact that Southern California tends to have a high pH. Yeah. The water. water. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mine was at a seven for a long time too. When I first started and finally I was like, I, I put so much pH down in it at one point. I was like, is there a problem? I think I put like two or three scoops in it. Um, so since this but... is the confession episode, I will confess <laughs> that I have no effing idea what pH is <laughs> like I get that it has something to do with like base and acid but like I failed chemistry I didn't fail but I think I got like a d variant enough to like pass it um so I don't like you could tell it to me a million times there's something else like that that I'm like oh yeah you can explain that one okay one time this girl 
you can maybe cut this, but it was funny. My sister and I, my sister's uh, bachelorette party, we went to Las Vegas. And one of the girls that we went with had a friend that also lived in Las Vegas. And we stayed in the Lopez's at the time had this badass condo at the Palms. And so we stayed in this like amazing condo at the Palms. Uh-huh. And this girl came out with us that like none of us really knew. She was the dumbest person I have ever met. <laughs> and it scared me because she was in nursing school. And I was like, oh my God. And now I know that she has like in like time become a like nurse at a like plastic surgery office. Oh and goodness. I'm like, oh yeah, that tracks. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we're all drinking out at clubs all night, but then, you know, you come home, it's a whole condo full of girls sure. and we're like, you know, winding down and staying up late talking and we're chatting and me and my sister are somehow end up being the only two people left awake with this girl. And we're talking about mortgages, like about our mortgages or I'm renting at the time. My sister is trying to like sell her soon to be husband's house that she doesn't want to live in. And oh my gosh, say whatever. So we're talking about it. And this girl's just kind of sitting on the bed, listening to us. And then all of a sudden she goes, I don't understand mortgages. And we're like, okay, well the difference, I don't get the difference between renting and mortgages. And we're like, okay. So then we like uh... explain it. Cause it's not a difficult concept. And she looked at us and she's like, oh yeah, people have explained it to me several times. I still just don't get it. <laughs> wait this is not a difficult concept (laughs) this is how I feel so long wind up to tell you this is how I feel about pH Uh you could probably explain it to me and you still won't get it nope I still would mortgages amazing mortgages my sister and I still to this day 10 years later are like oh my gosh those mortgages are hard to understand (laughs) (laughs) so good Oh, that's so good. Um, what else do you got? I guess we gotta I keep playing with these keys. If you hear a little this. Oh, well, if you hear tap, if you hear tapping, it's me like constantly like getting updates from like my friends about what's going on. (sighs) You know, I'm so sorry. (laughs) This episode has been an exhausted train wreck, but um, the good news is that it's election week and it's almost over and we're going to be back next week with more fun stuff that will be a little more, uh, a little more cohesive and a little bit better planned and a lot less distracted and a lot more fun to listen to, but, um, we'll come, we'll come with an outline and not be yeah. like five minutes before. Hey, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> this has been a rough week, my friends, and it's, uh, um, we'll be back next week with a better episode for you and uh, hang in there, whichever side of this election you're on. We hope you voted and Godspeed for Trust all of me. us. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right.